unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It made me so freaking mad. Because I was like, the whole CS letter is like, the church has lied to you. You've been deceived. You've been lied mm-hmm. to. They're dishonest. They're not accurate. And I was just like, you did the freaking same thing. Like, but you didn't do it to help me. You did it to hurt my faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Saints Unscripted. We're with a very special guest, Bridger, also known as Bridge Thoughts on TikTok, who if you don't know, is an absolute legend on TikTok. <laughs> Any and every attack comment, you know he's already destroyed it tenfold. So, Bridger, welcome to Saints Unscripted. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your TikTok, the whole shebang. I'm a member of the church. I grew up in the church. Uh, pretty, I guess, more orthodox. Um, went through a faith crisis about a um, like two years ago now. I entered into like about a year-long faith crisis. I almost left the church. Um, and eventually I came out of that faith crisis on top. Um, and I decided to believe. And from there, I, a couple months later, I started making TikToks, just responding to criticisms. I don't think were really fair or we're missing some context. Um, and I guess now here I am. So you, okay. So what, that was a nutshell version of something that sounds like a major life event for you. Yeah, it was was big. Yeah. (laughs) Um, how did you get through that faith crisis? So my life kind of starts off with a miracle. Um, when I was born, my doctor had an impression to take me out three weeks early. And my cord was wrapped around my neck and I would have died another day if I was still in there. Wow. So naturally, my faith in God was big growing up, mm-hmm. right? Um, my life is, for some reason, I'm, I'm alive today. And so I grew up in the church, um, kind of in the same standard of like, okay, you can rip out conference talks and put them in your scriptures, that idea. Um, that's the narrative I had about the church growing up. I went on my mission. I built that narrative. Yeah, came home from my mission, got married. Life was on the right track. And I remember the first thing that really, we have the shelf analogy, right? Um, the idea of the shelf. And the first thing that I would say cracked my shelf was a big deal for me was good people in the church. It was one of the biggest parts of my testimony. And I came to realize that some of the people I really looked up to my entire life um, weren't that great at the end of the day, you know? And I feel bad saying it, um, but people who they cared more about being judgmental, more about them being kind. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first thing that like cracked my shelf and made me start questioning, is this all true? Is this what's going to make me the best person? What's going on here? And so then I started like kind of following more progressive ideas in the church and um, learning about those ideas. And I remember I came across a post and it was a collection of past prophets and apostles and kind of indefensible things that they said um, about race. And for someone who grew up with the idea of like conference talk, scripture, right? Yeah. Um, that was that just hit me over the head really i remember i almost like it was hard to breathe for a little bit as i read through it because it was the first time in my life i couldn't justify it i just had to admit it was wrong but i didn't think there was room in the truth of the church for them to be wrong about that Mm -hmm. um so that's what really like not my shelf breaking moment but that's really hit me hard and made me start questioning things and then from there i made the 
the probably poor decision to download TikTok. Um, and probably poor. Probably poor decision. I mean, you guys know if you go on TikTok in Utah, you're going to get a lot of ex-Mormon content. Um, and so I started following all of it. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to figure out if this is true or not. I wasn't sure at this point. So I started following all the ex-Mormon content that I could. And for months and months, I was... It was my, my belief was getting less and less. My shelf was breaking more and more, shattering. Um, and eventually it got to the point where I was like, I need to know if this is true or not. Like, let's just rip the bandaid off if it's not. So I pulled out the CES letter, read the whole thing in a day, in a couple hours. And I remember as I was reading it, I was like, holy crap, this is not true. Like, that's how, it, that's how he's really good with his words, right? Mm. Um, you guys know about that. So I was like, holy cow, how did I believe this for so long? And there was like a couple of emotions I was feeling as I was reading it. One was like, part of me was kind of excited. I was like, okay, man, maybe I'll go to the store and get some alcohol after <laughs> this. You know, maybe I'll smoke some weed or something, you know, just like something crazy that I can't, wouldn't, wouldn't have done before. So it was like a part of me that was like optimistic about the rest of my life, but then a part of me that was heartbroken. And then a part of me that was really really sad yeah so i read and that basically my my belief was gone um i would have you know wanted to leave the church if there was a way for me to do that without making my wife too mad so getting to that point i did i no longer believed and i was i was there for a little while and then i remember um i went to church with my wife and you know how it is when you feel the spirit right like there's a sense of optimism a sense of motivation um, hope. And I'm sitting in church and I'm, I'm not really a believer at this point. Um, but I feel that the same feeling I have felt numerous times throughout my life. There's a little bit more out there. There's a little bit more taking, like given another chance. So I start going to places like fair Mormon and I get frustrated because there's 20 different justifications for one criticism. And I, it's too much for me to comprehend, you know, um, I'm reading articles and I can't, I just, I had a really hard time finding a place I could go, um, to answer just basic questions that I had. There wasn't really a, a I didn't know of a good place to go, but eventually, and it took a long time, longer than it should have. But as I was reading through Fair's reply to the CES letter, I came across their, um, the first book of Napoleon, as I'm sure uh -huh. you're aware. So we have like Jeremy's little do, 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 like things between like comparing direct paragraphs. Mm -hmm. And I remember Fair like expanded that and like showed it across like 20 pages. Showing what was kind of between the quotes. Like, yeah, between the, the quotes. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you've done a video on it too. So, and that just like, I remember that pissed me off so, <laughs> just sorry for the word, but it made me so freaking mad. Because I was like, the whole CS letter is like, the church has lied to you. You've been deceived. You've been lied mm -hmm. to. They're dishonest. They're not accurate. And I was just like, you did the freaking same thing. Like, but you didn't do it to help me. You did it to hurt my faith. Um, you did the exact same thing you're accusing them of. And it just it made me so mad. And from there, I just became like an animal. Just became obsessed with church history. <laughs> like something ignited in me and it just, it hasn't left since. But it just, um... Yeah, I like I found your faith and beliefs videos, watched every single one of them in like a day. 
I was reading interpreter articles, laying in bed at night. I was listening to books all day long. I'd play video games while listening to books. That was like my big thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just became... You went hard. Yeah, I became rabidly obsessed with church history and doctrine and other religions and everything I could. Over time, um, over it's about a month of like 100 hours a week probably of studying studying church history. Um, A couple things... I realized during that month, it was in October of 2021, I realized that one side was playing dirty, in my opinion. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. They were not giving the full picture, quoting bad accounts to justify their rhetoric. Um, And one side was trying their best. And that was huge for me to realize. Even though both sides had flaws, I feel like one was actually trying and one was not being honest. And then I personally reached the conclusion, which is one of the most monumental moments in my life, is there is just as much evidence the church is true as there is that it's not. And that was a huge moment for me because I realized if that is the case, if that's my reality, then I get to choose. I get to choose what I want to believe. And so I I thought about that for a couple of days, you know, sitting in my car or at home. I just was thinking about what do I want to believe? And I thought um, about the burdens of belief and unbelief. Maybe I'm going to have to deal with some uncomfortable history if I stay believer. But does that really outweigh the hope of eternal family, the hope that I'll see my family again in the next life? Does that weigh my identity as a child of God? Would I rather just be a random statistical chance than someone capable of becoming like God? My eternal marriage, uh, redemption of the dead, a world with miracles, angels, and visions, or a world without the magic of the gospel. I'm thinking about all these things, and what are, what are the burdens on each side, and which burdens are heavier? And I thought about, the big thing is I thought about my wife. And I, I thought about how much she believes, and... I thought about, do I want to leave her in the church alone, or do I want to live a happy, fulfilling life in the church? And I realized I would rather take the risk of being wrong about staying in the church than right about leaving it. So I made my decision to believe. Um, I would rather believe in everything, the plan of salvation, than believing in nothing, just random chance. From there, I, I believe that God consecrated that decision. And what I mean by that is after I made my decision to believe, memories of spiritual confirmations came, that burning in the bosom, that hope, that optimism, that pull to become like Christ, to remember your covenants with him, to try to become like him, to see the good in the world. Um, I believe those things came after my decision to believe. So that's a little bit of the story. Only after the trial of your faith, right? That's, yeah. That's interesting, that chronology there. Yeah. Wow, man, that's... That's deep. That's, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how has it been going for you since then? And how did how does this lead to your TikTok <laughs> yeah. content? Um, yeah, so after, after this... Um, Still, I'm like rapidly obsessed with church history. I love it. It's my number one passion, my number one hobby. And so I'm just like learning over the next few months, studying every week. And 
eventually like yeah i'm still on tiktok at this point because i appreciate all perspectives i still want to hear people out regardless of what they believe or how they see things i like to hear their arguments eventually my i just my wife was so sick of me talking about church history <laughs> you know people my friends don't want to talk to me about it nobody wants to talk to me about church history it's boring i guess so i was like i need an avenue to let this hobby out and so my motivations, I don't want to pretend like my motivations for going on TikTok were all holy, right? Um, it was a lot of it was just kind of selfish reasons. I wanted a place to talk about my favorite hobby. Um, you know, I, I appreciate contention. Um, it doesn't really bother me that much. So I love like, you guys follow Dan McClellan, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have clicked the follow button, but... <laughs> I, I know him and yeah. I don't know him personally, but I know, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So I love Dan McClellan. I might be his biggest fan. And I love the way he responds to videos where he like pulls them apart and shares his scholarly perspective as he like clips parts of those videos. So that's kind of how I just, I'm like, I'm just going to do what Dan does, but for Mormonism. And we're just going to see how that goes. And so I just found a random LDS discussions video that kind of ticked me off and I replied to it. I don't need to do that. My position is strong enough logically on its own. That is not my burden. However, I have seen you do all of those things. You have to go through and cherry pick history in order to paint a logical narrative. And it went well. I got like 100 likes and I was like, okay. So I just kept going and uh, my motivations at first, yeah, were a place to let out my hobby a way to articulate arguments. I wanted to practice. I wanted to like, how are these received? How, what is the pushback? What am I learning? Like, I want to see you, how, yeah, how these arguments are received so I can learn from and articulate them better in the future. Um, so I'm doing that and it's going really well and um, making a lot of friends, both in the ex-Mormon community as well as the Mormon community. You know, I really learned that people are good. For the most part, like on TikTok, the vast majority of people are good. Of course, there we have like, the bad examples and the 12, 60-year-olds who like to harass them, everyone in their comments on the app. <laughs> but um, for the most part, both communities on TikTok are real, full of really, really good people. So I just kept going. And yeah, to this day, I still enjoy it. Um, my motivations have changed a little bit. Not more as much as like the selfish reasons that it was, but I, there's been quite a few people who've expressed to me that they've found a way to maintain belief, um, or that they're pre they appreciate, you know, learning more about history in a way that's not so biased. And so that's one of the big reasons I continue to keep going. And I think one of the things I appreciate about your TikToks is that they're not like Caleb mentioned, like how terribly you destroy, you know, <laughs> these arguments that people are making. But but you do you're nice, like you mm -hmm. you're respectful, you're blunt and and you stick up for what you believe in. And I see that that kind of Dan McClellan side coming out in you because because he's I mean he's very scholarly and in the scholarly community like you you give and receive criticism rather bluntly right like you're not mocking people per se but like you're blunt. It is by grace you are saved. After all you can do. Using one scripture in the Book of Mormon to summarize what our gospel is is incredibly dumb. That's like me pulling one verse from the Bible to tell you what you believe. Don't do that. You're very blunt. Like, if something is nonsense, you say, this is nonsense, and this is why. Yes, the Church of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints absolutely does teach that, and the suggestion that we don't is absolute nonsense. Which, did you take that phrase specifically from Dan? It's pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much everything. Um, well, it's well used. But 
Um, I appreciate that you're not trying to hurt people. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really important in these kinds of conversations. And it's interesting, though, that you mentioned that you've made a lot of friends that are critics of of uh, yes. the Latter Day Saint faith. Yes. What is that like? How does that? How did that happen? Yeah. So, um, a big thing for me when going on is I wanted to be fair to myself. I wasn't going on to represent the church. I wasn't going on to try to be an apologist. I just wanted to share my opinion. And sometimes that opinion means criticizing my own faith and the people in my own faith. Um, and I do that quite frequently. You light up the world like nobody else By the way that you speak and respect yourself First, we have no authority or jurisdiction to judge people or tell people how they should respect themselves. That's not in our authority. Um, second, this video is a bunch of men telling women how to dress. That's nonsense. And because of that, um, I guess, nuanced approach, um, I think I people have a little bit of respect for me and they're willing to engage in more conversations. And so I adore a lot of the ex-Mormon creators on there. I've gone on lives with them. I've chat with them quite frequently. I adore them. I think they're fantastic people. Same with many of the church creators on there. I just think they're great people. And I think bridges can be built if we can just have conversations. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. And uh to kind of just wrap this all up, do you have any advice to any of our audience or people out there who might have been going through a, a similar faith crisis to you or they're also trying to be vocal about defending the faith on TikTok or social media and they get in some comments that they don't really know how to handle? How would you, how would you give them, those people, advice? Yeah, so I'll hit both of those. Going into a faith crisis, um, find simple resources. And the number one I would recommend, and just the endorsement here, is David's Faith and Beliefs. That was that was the number one resource for me when I like, when I started um, re-engaging with the church. I love I love people like Fair and Interpreter. I think what they do is valuable, but sometimes it can be overwhelming and faith crushing with so much information presented so scholarly, right? Sometimes you just need people like Dave who are willing to tackle and give their interpretations on things in a fair way. You need um, a layman like yeah. me <laughs> to to dumb it down. <laughs> yeah. So that's and for a resource. I would go to Faith and Beliefs immediately in a faith crisis. That's the first place I would go. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you helped save my faith. So yeah, the endorsement. Um, as well as for people who want to start engaging, be kind. You know, be bold, be confident in your beliefs, but don't be a jerk. You know, don't insult people or make fun of their families, you know. Yeah, be kind. Be proud of our gospel. I never believe that we have the moral low ground. I think our doctrine stands up for itself. I think the evidences for the church stand up for themselves. We don't need to be dishonest. We don't need to twist facts in order to make the church look better. It looks good on its own. We just need to be transparent. Love it. If people have questions for you, how can they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Um, yeah, so you can just, I mean, follow me on TikTok, Bridge Thoughts. I have an Instagram. That'll probably be the best place to just send me a message there. It's just Bridge Thoughts on Instagram. So, yeah. Well, Bridger, thank you for coming on yeah. with us. Thank you for what you do and for how you do it. Um, I, I see your TikToks on there, and I'm like, guys got guts. <laughs> That's what I think when I see that because I abhor TikTok. I think it's 
as I think it is a cesspool <laughs> for all sorts of communities. But anyway, that's a topic for another time. Thank you for what you're doing. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. You're a great guy. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Sure thing. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.